Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. But when it all comes down to it, you gotta wonder, is it going to be a moment? Rich Eisen. Where Tyreek's like, yeah. I'm open, and Pat would have known that. And then he'll go back to the huddle and think about the zeros in his account. Today's guests from Westwood One Sports: PJ Carlissimo, Pro Football Hall of Famer Deion Sanders, Jaguars wide receiver Christian Kirk, plus Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph. And now it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this program here in Los Angeles, California. My gosh, do we have so much to talk about today over these next three hours here on NBC Sports on Peacock or NBC Sports Audio Sirius XM Channel 85. Hello to our terrestrial radio audience coast to coast and anybody listening to us on the streaming app Odyssey, or perhaps you might be listening to us on our podcast. Whenever you darn well, please, we appreciate that. Hit a subscribe button so you make sure you get us every single day on the Cumulus Podcast Network. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show is the way you can catch up on everything. If you miss anything right here on this program. Hello, Christopher Brockman. Good to see you, good sir. Good to see you, Rich. DJ Mikey D Rich. is in D's nuts. Good to see you, Mike. And good to see you, TJ Jefferson, like the candle. How are you today, bud? I mean, hearing you say those words just brings me so much joy. What are the words? The D's. Oh, I got you. <laughs> if I say it, you can't say it? I don't understand. Well, you know, I'm a professional. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? There, there is so, your show, Rich. There is... Yeah. It, 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 uh, TJ Jefferson. Oh, show. my gosh. Is there so much going on? Um, know, right? So, uh, Deshaun Watson's about to be introduced one hour from now as a Cleveland Brown um, expected to be with him on the uh, podium is the general manager Andrew Berry and the head coach Kevin Stefanski the Haslam's the owners of the Browns are apparently going to be having their own press conference two hours later really so what's that on zoom I don't know they might they you know they might be somewhere I don't I don't know the owner's meeting is in uh, the breakers coming up next week (laughs) Um, so that's going on there we heard from Kyler Murray for the first time since everything yesterday we also heard from Tyreek Hill for the first time since everything yesterday Um, and so uh, that's going on in the in the football world um, in uh, and Deion Sanders is going to join us at the top of hour number two. Prime, Prime uh, the coach Prime coach of Prime. Uh, Jackson State football Prime called out the ten Prime. NFL teams that did not show up at his pro day. I oh, God, I love this guy. <laughs> I just, I just can't wait to chat with him. And that's when Deshaun Watson will be talking. So uh, Christian Kirk, new of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he'll be joining this program. Um, used to catch passes from Kyler Murray. He's now going to be. Uh, uh, in Jacksonville, we'll talk with him. Uh, Mason Rudolph will be stopping by here in person. In person. Fantastic. He was number one on the Steelers' depth chart for a hot minute. And then um, Mitchell Trubisky is now there in the fold. We'll talk to him about what the Steelers are telling him and what's going on in his future. Um, and then uh, we got ourselves some March Madness happened last night. Yeah, we did. My alma mater got bounced by Villanova. And uh, two one-seeds got Sent packing last night. Kelvin Sampson, who called us up uh, on the bus ride to San Antonio, talking about how um, he was uh, excited to get to a spot where they've played a couple times in San Antonio. I guess it's kind of like their second home in a way. And the fans were all there. And Houston took care of business. Did they ever? Did they not? Sending Arizona packing. And it really wasn't much of uh of a a game i mean it got tight a couple of times but every single time arizona got within striking distance houston made the plays yeah it got down to maybe six maybe four and then bang they would just 
connect on a couple, back up to 10. It was. It never felt like Arizona was in it to me last night. And it's all about journeys, right? That's what, we, that's what we talk about in college basketball and in sports in general, but in college basketball, the journeys. And as Kelvin Sampson was talking about the other day, uh, two guards from last year's Final Four team, Marcus Sasser and Tremont Mark, went down for the year within uh, hours of each other. And this team was kind of in December um, – reeling without a compass in a way and Kelvin Sampson was kind of their compass and now put it all together and this team is one step away from going to back-to-back final fours the team they're going to face is Villanova let me tell you man did I tell you Connor Gillespie was going to rip my heart out and show it to me pumping at some point last night Michigan did a very good job of keeping him down Mm -hmm. um and um but he made the huge shot at the end of the game. Huge three. And, I mean, if you squint, you could see Dante DiVincenzo on the screen right there. It's this, <laughs> You know? Yeah. But what Villanova does is just make shots and make the right pass and make the right hustle plays and get the right rebounds and play some hard-nosed basketball did you see what jay wright's career record is in the ncaa tournament it's 33 and 13 did you see what the record is since 2016 it's 19 and 3 yeah that's bonkos i mean this guy just knows how to recruit knows how to put his players in the right position they they just do everything right very rarely do you see them make a boneheaded play they're just a tough out, a very, very tough out. And Villanova and Houston, that is going to be a heck of a regional final that's coming up on Saturday for the right to go to the final four. And then there's Gonzaga once again. I mean, this is easily the most picked apart top-notch program in the United States of America because nobody really watches them play all their games. I mean, let's be honest, for a top-five program, you know, you got to stay up late at night to see some of their games. You know, and some coaches' classics or Maui classics or what have you in December, you're introduced to the 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 players and the team and some of these kids who are going to go on to the NBA, and it's like, this is the year. They're going to finally do it. And this team has made this organ, this group, organization, school program has made seven straight Sweet 16s. They've made two national finals in the last five. And no net cutting down unless you want to talk about their, you know, conference championship or their regional championship once they get to a, uh, a, um, an NCAA tournament. And last night, you know, you could say Chet Holmgren got hosed a little bit by the officiating. Mm -hmm. But when it all comes down to it, man, Arkansas had the players. Yeah. Arkansas had the players making the threes, slashing to the hoop, getting every one of those hustle plays. Again, Kelvin Sampson calls them culture plays because that's the sort of thing he wants to make about their culture in Houston. But Arkansas, getting it done, bouncing Gonzaga, which will then go back home empty-handed once again. And it's Arkansas moving on because they've got the players, they've got the team, and they've got that coach, Eric Musselman, who you know has been bouncing around, going from program to program, making them successful, and he looks just like Adam Gase Without the losing. <laughs> Without the losing. <laughs> he was, he went crazy last night after that one. And why not? It you was, know what I love most, he goes from program, He goes from program to program. He makes yep. them winners. Mm-hmm. And NBA he, and college. And he gets them deep. And you know what I like most, TJ, was when afterwards he was like, yeah, we read everything everybody said. Yeah. Not one of those things where like, oh, we're just blinders on, rap poison. We don't we're pay not. attention to he's the like, noise. Yeah. Like, no, we read everything. We saw every video we it. heard with everyone and he said. thanked them. Yeah. Thank you for providing the inspiration to, for us to get this win. And also, Suey. Th- that kid Jalen Williams made himself a couple extra bucks last night, yeah. too. 
Holy cow. He's a good player, isn't he? Man, and just the way the defense, the charges he takes in that three he hit, like Jalen Williams now the question bumped is, up is, his value. Is, does that team have the horses? And is Eric Musselman the right type of crazy, which I think he is? <laughs> I think he is. Is he the guy that's going to retire Coach K? Which is part of this NCAA tournament that's getting more and more intense with each passing game that I think came into crystal clear focus last night. I'm sure it's been very well focused for Duke fans and players and people in that program. This man's all-time great legendary career is now on the line every time Duke takes the court. This man shows up to the arena every single time with his wife next to him, his wife, of 52 years. Why do I know that? Because they were married in the year I was born, 1969. Okay. So I'm 52. I know how long they've been married. (laughs) So, um, and is it, is this the night that they're going to move on? Is this the night that his career is going to be over? And last night, Texas Tech came out like a house of fire, took a quick lead, And this team seemed to have everything it needed to bounce Duke last night. They did, T.J. Jefferson. And then after the final television timeout, a team that looked like the Harlem Harlem Globetrotters to start (laughs) and then looked like the Harlem Globetrotters having an opportunity to win turned into the Washington Generals in the last three and a half minutes. Turning it over, not making shots. Duke hit those back-to-back threes, and it was like, whoa. Yeah, the Roach Motel closed it, right? Yep. He he closed it last night, Roach. He was terrific. <laughs> I'm always thinking that if that was my last name, I'd have to change it. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Roach. And, you know. I mean, it's tough to say D- Duke, Duke is a check- team of destiny. You know what I mean? But yep. it's like. Duke checked in, but they yeah. didn't check out last night, thanks to Roach in the final couple of minutes. And, you know, I can't tell you, again, utmost respect for what Coach K has built. I mean, I, I don't need to really say what he's built. We all know what he's built and what he's done and what he stood for and, 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 and who he um, has put out there on behalf of Duke and himself and his family. But let me just express to everybody out there who does not root for Duke, okay, from Big Cat to the rest of most of America. A bunch of haters. (laughs) For all of us who have tasted defeat at his hands, okay? A lot of you. All I'm sitting here and saying is it is a wild watch to think that he's potentially going out and enjoying it while also knowing how much it would hurt Duke. It's it's a powerful drug. It's powerful. <laughs> like ecstasy. It's powerful. And I know I, that feeds the Duke fan base as well. Because again, just in case everybody's wondering why 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 do you not like Duke? Well, first of all, they win a lot. Just like the same thing. Why don't you like Tom Brady? Why don't you like because they win a lot. And they win more often than not. And more often than not, they'll get a piece of you. Yeah, right. Okay? And they've gotten a piece. They got a piece of me. Got a piece of the Fab Five. And I'm bitter ever since then. <laughs> okay? It's understandable. Bitter ever since then. The, the name, even the name Allah Abdel Nabi makes me a little bit. <laughs> the alphabet. Uh, antsy, to use another A word. Hmm. Plus, it, 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 it's like, yeah, we know you're great, but you don't have to tell us how great you are. But you'd like to. And then the one thing I'll say as well about Duke that I don't think will ever change, even with Coach K to Shire, okay? (laughs) You tell me, Chris, does any team have more annoying bench players (laughs) cheering for their teammates than Duke? And And I I I feel bad for for singling out... (laughs) 
guys who aren't getting the NIL deals and aren't the one and dones and are you know maybe the, the gritty is? guys. The and, and the gritty, the you know what I mean? Like and I don't and, and TV cameras. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. to see them after every big shot. And here's the thing about you those know? annoying bench players on Duke, right? On any other college team in America, probably, they're walk-ons like me, yeah. okay? But at Duke, they're 1550 SATs. They're five-star <laughs> recruits. Like, they would go to any other college and be the best player it's on the team. It's just like, sit down! <laughs> right. You know, I don't know why I have the sense of just every time I see them, like, sit down! I'm sorry. I know this should not be... My way of doing things, because, uh, and it shouldn't be. I, I shouldn't communicate. I shouldn't communicate it. I shouldn't communicate. Hey, sit down, boys. <laughs> like, Where's that from? I have no idea. We're we'll trying to go into the weekend hey. with love, and we're just I talking know, about it. hate. This is a part hater Friday. But, man. And so that's <laughs> all on the line. By the way, so that's all on the line. This is kind of like a mixture, a melange of 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 watching a game like last night, where it's great to watch, it's entertaining to watch, it's intense to watch. And then you know that Coach K stands for so long, and he's one of the all-time greats. Like, you could make a case that goes, wouldn't Coach K? And I'm sure there are people in Duke who would go, it's Coach K wouldn't. Yeah, right. I think you're probably right. Yeah. And so, you know, like, this is a a man at the end of a a legendary run, and it's just like you won't see anybody like this maybe anymore. And, And you should look at it and respect it and say, wow, this is incredible. And at the same time, it's just like, man, do you want this to be over finally? <laughs> at least you can it's tip your hat, this. Rich. You can just tip your hat. And to that guy in the 14th seat on the bench, sit down. <laughs> so it's irrational. And I'm just telling you what my irrationality while watching this is. Would you have felt this way today at 916 on a Friday had your team won some sense that no, maybe no, 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 not at all, no? not at all, okay. not at all, not at all, not. I told you how I felt about Michigan house money. We weren't supposed to make the tournament, made it, got into the Sweet 16 for a fifth straight year. You know, Juwan's hugging players on the handshake <laughs> line. Perfect image to go into the offseason with rather than the previous one on the handshake line. Absolutely fine with it. Absolutely fine with it. And Villanova is no slouch. Yeah, that's okay. And that's no slouch of a coach, no slouch of a program. There's nothing to hang your heads over, period, end of story. Which we'll probably not screenshot the text that I sent you last night about Villanova, will we? We probably won't. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Yeah, no. we won't share that. I got we your got back. You. We got <laughs> I got we'll, your back. We won't share that. All right, PJ Carlissimo's first up. He was uh, calling these games in uh, San Antonio, Texas last night. So we'll talk to him uh, about that. And then tonight's games. Uh, Carolina, UCLA, Purdue, St. Peter's back at it. St. Peter's, baby. Peter's, uh, Miami and Iowa State, and then Providence, Ed Cooley's Providence Friars, taking on the one team that's left with the one seed. With two bounced last night, and we all know how Baylor went out a couple of rounds ago now. So, uh, Kansas in the mix. P.J. Carlissimo when we come back. But before we take a break, the Callaway Odyssey putter I've been telling you about, you need to go check it out. You need to go to CallawayGolf.com, uh, say, OdysseyGolf.com right now and, and check out the line of Odyssey putters because you know who has champions? <laughs> they have over the three major tours, PGA, LPGA champions tours, in 2021, 37 major championships. Over the last 37 major championships, not only did more pros play in Odyssey Putter in those major majors, but more pros won major championships in 2021 with an Odyssey. That's why Odyssey was the number one putter on every major tour in 2021. Xander Shoffley uses one. He won gold last summer. The new Tri-Hot 5K is a classic blade with the forgiveness of a mallet with a legendary white-hot insert. It doesn't make any sense, but that steady stream of game-changing innovation along with a consistent performance that I just mentioned with all those uh, champions. It's the exact reason why the best players in the world rely on Odyssey putters when it matters most, and you should too. Go to odysseygolf.com to check it out. PJ Carlissimo, when we come back, Deion Sanders, Christian Kirk, also still to come, Mason Rudolph in studio, Deshaun Watson speaking today. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Um, he is uh, part of Westwood One's coverage of the NCAA tournament. He was in San Antonio last night. He will be in San Antonio this weekend. He will be part of the Final Four coverage on Westwood One Radio. I can introduce him in so many different ways, but he is also a former coach of Wagner College basketball in my hometown of Staten Island, New York. He's PJ Carlissimo. How are you doing, coach? Excellent. I love the intro. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate that. You know what? You and I, we go we go back to the rock days, man. That's... The best borough, Staten Island Advance, Jay Price doesn't get any better. Than <laughs> Jay that. Price is a great, great sports columnist. Uh, for the And by the way, Boy, you said that it. the truth, too. Unbelievable. By the uh, way. Got... What a great writer. What a great person. Oh, absolutely. He was there when I was there as well. And by the way, guys, he also, did you hear how he called the newspaper? Oh, yeah. It's the, you, have to put, you have to put the accent on the first syllable. It's the advance. It's not the advance. It's the advance. Well done, coach. I love it. I love it. Same here. All right, so let's get into it. Um, what uh, what makes Houston so good and so difficult to to beat? Do you well, think? Well, the first thing is Kelvin Sampson. Uh, you get, you have to give him just a ton of credit. You look at what he's done at everywhere he's coached. Uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, but Kelvin would be the first to tell you. I think it was the first thing he said in the press conference last night. I was. Uh, watching when I got back to the room, I was rewatching the the uh, the post game. Um, he said, "You know, coaches always say it's about players, but that's the truth, especially at this level. Uh, nobody's winning with mirrors or with great moves uh, when you get to uh, the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. They're so good defensively. They're so quick. They have good overall size. They're not real tall. I thought that was going to be a bigger problem last night than it turned out to be." Uh, their front front court dominated uh, Arizona's. I, Christian Coloco um, had just improved so much this year; it's amazing. And I started thinking he wasn't the raw guy that he started the year with; that he was this guy that was playing out of his mind. I happened to be with them in Vegas at the Pac-12 tournament, and last week in San Diego, and I said, "Wow!" But their front court just took. Uh, they took him, Josh Carlton and Fabian White in particular. They just didn't let Christian Coloco do what he's been used to doing. Uh, and Umar Bala is still a, a, a little young, and uh, Azulis Tabellas has just been playing poorly the last two weeks. That really hurt um, Arizona. But their front court is, is decent size, and they played well. Carlton was a great acquisition, the three guys they added. But when this year started, everybody was talking about uh, Marcus Sasser and Tramon Mark being you know, two of the better players for Houston. They both go down to injuries. They're out the entire year. He doesn't miss a beat. Uh, Jamal Shedd, as a sophomore, I thought he played fantastic like, uh, last night. Kyler Edwards came over from Texas Tech. They're just really good. They defend so well, Rich. They're long, you know, even though they're not really tall at, at the center spot, 
They're very, very long. Um, they play so hard. His teams always play hard. They get you back on your heels. And if you can't attack their defense, which Arizona was unable to do last night, you're in for a long night. And Ben Matherin, their All-American, struggled. And I thought everything that happened happened because of Houston's pressure. They outquicked him to every loose ball. They outquicked him on the boards. I mean, they were just the better team last night every which way. And it just seems to me, PJ, you know, when you're talking about tough defense and and also, you know, size but not terribly tall or big, you kind of describe Villanova in a way too, right? I mean, so... It does. Um, Houston is quicker. Uh, they're quicker and they're longer. They're both exceptional half-court defense teams. Um, I think... Houston has a little more versatility in terms of they can go up and down the floor maybe a little bit more readily. Um, They're deeper, only slightly deeper. I wouldn't call either of them a deep team. But Villanova right now, I mean, basically is playing six. I mean, Jay rode with uh, Eric Dixon when he got the third foul. I don't think he even considered taking him out and going any deeper in his lineup, and and he got away with it, uh, which was great. Um, Villanova won because they had more players play well. It wasn't a lot more. But it was more than Michigan. The only guy helped really helping out Hunter Dickinson was Eli Brooks, who you talked about before. Played great in his last college game. It's kind of interesting. Um, Eli has played the most games in the history of the University of Michigan basketball, and Colin Gillespie's played the most games in the history of Villanova basketball. And there's a lot of similarities between those two guys, uh, not the first, at least of which is they played against each other four years ago here, and uh, although they weren't big factors in the game, but they, they played as freshmen in the national championship game. Um, I, I like both of these teams. I, Villanova had better be able to attack uh, Houston, but, you know, beat them on the dribble, get some things going, because Houston kind of takes you out of what you're trying to do, and they're one of those teams, you, you, have, it, you know, the shot clock runs down, and your guy has to beat their guy. He's got to make a play. Um, no one was able to do that last night, or very few times was Arizona able to do that. So um, I really like Villanova, obviously. Uh, but people, I think, are still – people still don't believe Houston's as good as they were. I happened to have them like three times in Indianapolis last year. I mean, everybody forgets they, you know, they just went to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with the, the numbers they're putting up, the success they're having – uh, in the tournament, I mean, it's, you know, their seven straight twenty-win seasons, um, their fourth consecutive NCAA. It really doesn't matter what's happening. Last year, I think matters a little bit, and Houston was a Final Four team, but they've never lost in the Elite Eight. This team's ridiculous. You know, I don't think anybody else is better than two and zero. They're like six and zero when they've been in the Elite Eight. So um, they're, they're still a little under the radar, but boy, they are legit. And you had better be able to attack their defense and you better be able to go with them on the glass. P.J. Carlissimo, who will be calling uh, Villanova and uh, Houston uh, the regional final in the South on Westwood One Radio this weekend, joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, I guess anybody who's made it this far has got to give anybody a shot, and certainly uh, I'm not going to slag on Arkansas because Eric Musselman said he hears everything. So what do, you, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of Duke and Arkansas as a regional final out West? Well, you, you know, I mean, personally, uh, Mike is such a good friend, and, 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 you know, sentimentally, everybody wants to see him. I, well, we actually did for Westwood. We, Kevin Cougar and I did the Carolina-Duke uh, game, and after watching the first one, I, I'm just sitting there saying, boy, I hope Carolina, like, makes a game of this, makes it legit. And uh, because there was so much, the, the atmosphere was incredible in Durham for the three days leading up to it. And, of course, Carolina came in and played great and are still playing really well. Um, I, I'd like to see Mike get there. Uh, that's not fair to Ark. Why should he get there more, more than uh, Eric at Arkansas? But, uh, again, tough cover. Uh, I think the difference is the ACC you know, has Florida State. I think Mike has played more teams like Arkansas than Jay Wright and Villanova have played more teams like Houston. That's kind of convoluted logic. But um, I, I think Duke's a little better equipped to go against Arkansas um, and for Nova, I think they've, they've got to do what they do all the time. They find a way to slow down the other team, take them out of their offense, and then they out-execute them in the half court. That, that's the, the part that normally you don't worry about with Villanova. That's going to be the challenge. I won't be surprised if they do it. But again, um, it, it, it's a strange thing, Rich, in the NCAA. I, I, one of the only things I didn't care for, and it's just a silly coach's thing, you had three days to prepare for that first game, you know, the Thursday or the Friday game 
uh, in the first two rounds. You were, all, you were ready for that one. You had days to get ready. You could practice stuff. It was great. Then you have one day to prepare for the Saturday or Sunday game. It's usually a better team. You're tired. If you're a, a, a less deep team than your opponent, it works against you. And I think all those things are working against Villanova right now. Um, you, need the, you need the days to prepare. Uh, even for the Final Four, it's the same thing. You have time to prepare for the Saturday game, and then you get one day to prepare for the biggest game you've ever played in your life. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, I, I think Mike's team, as young as they are, I still think they're equipped to play against Arkansas. I think that's going to be a great game. I hope we have a great game here uh, in San Antonio. When did you first meet Coach K, P.J. Carlos? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you, you named it before when we're, when we're together on Staten Island. Mike said uh, Army. Uh, we actually played again. I mean, I, I sat. Digger wouldn't put me in the game. I always tell Digger we'd have been better if he ever put me in a game. But um, I sat on the bench when Mike was the captain. Uh, he graduated in 70 from West Point. I graduated in 71 from Fordham. We played each other every year. But where we really met was, I, I don't think I met when he was an assistant at Indiana. It was when he was coaching West Point and I was coaching Wagner. We played twice then, uh, and, you know, that's in the mid-'70s. And we've been very, very good friends. We coached a number of USA teams together uh, back in uh, 80 in the uh, World Championship or 90 uh, in Buenos Aires. Him, myself, Jim Beheim, and Joe Harrington were on a staff together. And Mike included me coaching a select team on his first two i think olympic teams i would coach the young guys so we're really really close for a lot a lot of years obviously uh when you when uh, we start talking about how we are and we start with a seven you know we're, we've been around for a long time <laughs> so you first kind of met mike krzyzewski when you played against each other and then you coached against each other he's at west point you're in staten island new york and Grimes Hill's finest institution of higher learning wagner college and and so and and then what was it like coaching Olympic teams with him, PJ? What was that like? It was fantastic. Uh, first of all, he's inclusive. He's great with his staff. Uh, I mean, he welcomes um, input. The fact that he and I forgot to mention this, how dumb I am. Um, I forgot to mention 92. Where yeah. We were both lucky enough to be assistants on the Dream Team. Yeah, that one. Chuck Daly, <laughs> that one. Wilkins. Yeah. Oh, that little summer yeah. uh, in Barcelona um, <laughs> that we spent together. And it's really a family thing, Rich, honestly. Like, I've known Mickey and his girls for so long uh, when they were young. And I mean, you know, now the grandkids. So it's, uh, it's amazing for us to be together. But Mike hasn't changed. Mike is exactly who he was uh, from the. Uh, Polish family that he was raised in, Catholic Polish family in Chicago. He has not varied uh, too much, to be honest with you. Uh, he's, he's varied in terms of how he handles his players. He handles the so-called modern guy better than most of us old dinosaurs. But in terms of his coaching philosophy, in terms of his family philosophy, and, and how he is with, with his beliefs, he has not changed very much at all. Did you? It really hasn't. Did you at any point in that dream team look at? I mean, because again, you guys had accomplished so much, and Coach K accomplished so much. Um, look at each other and go. This is this is the most. This is the wildest thing of all time. At any uh, point, yeah. From day one, honestly, when the first meeting we had, we we uh, had training camp, if you will, mm -hmm. at, U, at uh, UCSD. We practiced in UC San Diego's gym. Uh, we stayed at that hotel that sits on top of Torrey Pines. Um, the golf course, which we didn't get to play, unfortunately. But, um, <laughs> when Chuck called the first meeting, it was like 7 or 7.30 the first night, the night before we started practice, and those guys started walking in the room. Now, I knew some of them from Nike because um, a bunch of them had been with Nike and on Nike trips, the Nike coaches trip, like Michael and Charles and uh, Patrick Ewing and Chris Mullen I had coached against in the Big East. But I had never met Birdie. I had never met John Stockton. I had never met Carl Malone. When they walked in the room, I mean, it was only like 15 or 16 of us in the room. When they started walking in, you were like, whoa. Uh, I mean, it was literally, I think, the best basketball team ever put together. Uh, and you had guys at different levels of their career. Some of them were getting toward the end. Some of them were in their prime. There was actually a couple that were still, you know, younger and just, you know, becoming the superstars that they would become. But, I mean, it had to blow. I don't care who it was. It had to blow you away. It probably even affected uh, Chuck and Lenny. I mean, as great as those two are, and Lenny was as a player and as a coach, when those guys kept walking in the door, you're going, wow, this is, this is our team? Are you kidding me? Uh, it, was, it was remarkable. The only time you see guys like that is at a, a cocktail party at the Hall of Fame. That's right. Uh, before or after the induction. <laughs> 
<laughs> these guys were coming in for a team meeting, and we were going to start practice the next day with the 12 of them. It was a little bit different. And were you guys, you and Coach K in charge of uh, Leitner as well? Like the, um, the home? Christian was my guy. I had a nickname for Christian. I can't say it on, on this network. I, I, <laughs> I want to continue to work for Coach Denneroff, but I've known Christian a long time. And, and uh, you know, Charles befriended him. Charles was really good to him. Charles kind of took him under his wing uh, and, and made sure that, you know, he wasn't just treated like the, you know, the college guy on the team and all that. He, he was really good. But um, Mike, you know, did a lot. If Mike was running the transition break drill, which he's run ever since he was in coaching, probably started with uh, with with Coach Knight at uh, at Indiana or at Indiana at Army. Um, but I was in charge. I had golf tee times. I had restaurant. I had a lot of you know a lot of important things that I had to do. Uh, Michael needed needed a golf. Charles needed a restaurant. But um, it was funny, Rich. Honestly, we would get to a place and we bumped around. People forgot we went from San Diego to Portland because we had to qualify. You know, there was different type of qualification in those days, but we didn't win the gold medal in 88 in Seoul, so we had to qualify at the Tournament of the Americas in Portland. So we played six or seven games uh, in Portland, then we reconvened for a day in Newark, uh, and then we went to Monte Carlo to train for a week before we went to Barcelona. And each time we would get to a place, honestly, um, David Robinson was rehabbing, so he'd be looking for a track so he could run. I forget what the injury was, but he was rehabbing his knee. Carl always wanted to know where he could lift. Birdie, um, Michael, Patrick, and I hadn't realized, because Patrick was not a great shooter when he was at Georgetown. They would want to know when they could get in the gym and get extra shots up. And they, like it struck me, like as great as that team was, if we got there before or people stayed after practice, the guys that stayed were like Molly, Patrick Ewing, uh, you know, uh, the shooters, like the guys who shot the ball, MJ, the, the guys who were the good shooters. Even on that team, the other guys would go do what, whatever they were doing, but the great shooters wanted to know, where's their gym? Where can I get the extra shots up? Male, Carl always wanted to know, where's their weight room? I, like, I got to lift every day. Uh, it was really impressive to see, uh, you know, those guys were so good at their craft, but how they did the extra things that made, you know, each of them in their, in their different ways special. P.J. Carlissimo here on the Rich Eisen Show. Before I let you go, I would be remiss if I did not bring up Shaheen Holloway to you. Oh, man. Since he is uh, rumored to be, uh, you know, one of your uh, successors uh, at Seton Hall. You know, I I started. We didn't get him. Uh, George Blaney finished the job. Shaw was the same class, if I recall. And, and again, my senility sometimes comes into play. Uh, as Timmy Thomas, they were going to be the two best players in Jersey, mm. and you knew that from when, even though uh, Shaw was, you know, New York, but he went to St. Patrick's Elizabeth. Um, you knew, so we started recruiting him. I forget when, whatever it was legal. Honestly, it was eighth grade <laughs> or ninth grade. So we recruited him for years, and then I, I left to go to Portland, and George Blaney came in, and George finished it off. We didn't get Tim. He went to Villanova. Why? I would never know. I don't know why anyone would go to Villanova nice. when they'd go to Seton Hall. But Timmy went to Villanova, but uh, Shaw went to uh, Seton Hall. George finished off the recruiting. So I do feel a little bit of, um, you know, I started it, and obviously the years he was Kevin Willard's assistant, we've remained in touch. And I hope the Hall gets him. I was afraid every job that was open, people are going to be all over him uh, if they ever get done with this run. Uh, at St. Peter's, so I hope the Hall's able to get him. I don't want to tell him who to hire or whatever, but I mean, an alum and somebody that just, you know, is so good at what he does and is such an impressive young man uh, that I hope he ends up in, in South Orange, but I think it might, it might be, they might have some competition before this thing is over. Well, I got to tell you, PJ, he was on our show uh, the day after Bouncing Kentucky. Uh, we reached out to get him, and he called in. And, um, you know, we went back and forth about the old days where he, he was the all-star of the McDonald's All-American team with Kobe on it. And you mentioned oh. Tim Thomas and yep. Rip Hamilton. And and so uh, I, I, after going down memory lane with him a little bit like that, I, I finished the interview by telling him that I had Kentucky winning it all. And he just destroyed my bracket. And <laughs> and here, listen to his response. It, it was like one of the best sound bites I've heard in on this show in recent memory. And it sounds like a, exactly like a coach. He said, I've been telling people all year not to bet on us. And I thought to myself, did he just leave out the don't in the don't bet? <laughs> you know, don't bet, don't bet against it. He says, I told everybody, don't bet on us. And, and, and I thought, is he saying not against us? And so his answer was, I told everyone this year, don't bet on us because I have no idea which team's showing up that night, is what he said. Yeah. And, 
I thought that was what a co- like he's 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 full on coach now, man. I mean, it's, oh, no, he's, he's, it's I he's great. Just a special, special young guy. Uh, young, I, I call him a young guy, but uh, I'm, I'm so proud that we go so far back together. And I would love it uh, if, if he does end up. Uh, and that no ill will toward our Jesuit school in uh, St. Peter's back back when, when we were on, on Grimes Hill and, and the Toad Hill all over the uh, yeah. the island. We'd go over to was the Anatelli Center then. It's like I'm wondering watching that. What's it called? Run, run, guy, run, or whatever the heck the name of it is. Is is that the old Anatelli Center? Or is that a new building that St. Peter's is playing in? I don't even know. Um, I'm watching their students watch the games on TV. I guess they'll be in Philly, though. Now, I mean, they only got to ride down the turnpike, so hopefully they'll all be there in Philadelphia cheering them on. There'll be fun times tonight, uh, PJ. Thanks for the call. Uh, look for another one uh, before it's all over uh, and cutting down the nets. I really appreciate the conversation. Have a great time calling the game uh, between Houston and Villanova uh, tomorrow on Westwood One. Thanks for the call, Thanks, PJ. Thanks, Rich. Great being with you. Always, always. PJ Curlissimo here on the Rich Eisen Show. How great was that, huh? Awesome. How great was that? So many great stories. Just fantastic. Oh, I don't know. And I'll just, let me just say this again. I, I uh, started the show by talking about all the people rooting against Duke. and, uh, <laughs> and about, about, about my about my. Uh, I didn't talk bad about him. I just was talking about how, you know, it, it's difficult to root for somebody who's beating your brains in, right? And, and I admitted how petty it was. But then after hearing P.J. Carlissimo talk about knowing Krzyzewski for as long as he has and his family and and his upbringing and who he is and they've gone here and they've gone there and they were at the dream team and they did this and they did that and and how incredible a run this is and how you know he's rooting for him or whatever it just brings into focus just how petty I sounded to start this program <laughs> fully admitting and um I can't apologize for it because, you know, it's just you meant it. but <laughs> it just shows you that with each passing win, how uh, consumed we're going to be by all of this and and just how terrible a take it was when Chris Brockman said losing in Cameron Indoor in his last game there to North Carolina will be the final thing talked about. In Coach K's really? career, okay. no matter wait, what happens in this tournament, wait, wait until wait until UNC beats UCLA tonight, and then UNC ends Coach K's now career. That's in the elite eight. That's a different no, story. That's a different story. That's in the just wait. That's in the final four. That would be okay. See ya. Let's go. But first up, Duke's got to get past the Adam Gase of college basketball without the losing. Well, that would be in the final four. You're right. Okay, let's oh, take know. a break. Let's take a break. We've heard from Kyler Murray, everybody. Hey! <laughs> What's your good letter? That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, also your number to dial. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
back here on the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio outfit. So we had not heard from Kyler Murray since the uh, star quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals had gotten bounced embarrassingly in the playoffs here in Los Angeles, California. And after that happened, let's just walk through it a little bit, shall we? Let's do it. (laughs) Super Bowl week, Dan Patrick was sitting right in that chair to my right. Monday of Super Bowl week, and hey, Dan, guess what? This just found out, we just found out that Kyler Murray had scrubbed his entire Instagram account except for two photographs. One of him as uh, an Oklahoma Sooner, and one of him as a pro bowler with CeeDee Lamb. That's it. Every other mention of the Arizona Cardinals ever their photograph, poof. Middle of the week, his agent, uh, Eric Burkhart, said, no comment, there's nothing to see here. Nothing to see. Then uh, the, uh, Monday after the Super Bowl, uh, he took to Twitter to call a tweet that Chris Mortensen had put out there. Nonsense. The tweet basically said that uh, the Cardinals were looking for more of an adult at the position, right? Mm-hmm. That worked on his body language, his maturity, and so on and so forth. And then, leading into the Combine week, when we're all there, the we being the NFL media and Steve Kime and the coach, um, Cliff Kingsbury, out comes a statement, this Jerry Maguire-like manifesto on a <laughs> Kyler Murray piece of stationery saying Kyler wants a new contract. And then Kyler Murray's Instagram account gets all the photographs restored. I guess he did not delete. He just, what, archived, archived. right? Archived. archived. Then Kyler shows up uh, locally yesterday um, in the community doing good works, handing out uh, checks to charity on behalf of other organizations doing public good in the Valley. And he was asked about all of this because you think, you know, his contract's up in his mind and it's not in the mind of the Arizona Cardinals yet. Kyler, you have the stage. No, I'm, I'm, I'm an Arizona Cardinal. You know, uh, I've done nothing but, you know, give my all to, to the, to the Cardinals. Uh, we'll continue to do that. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not really too worried about my future as a Cardinal. Was there a scrubbing of the Instagram account on purpose? Or was that, how did that happen? No, that was, that was that, like I said, that was, that was if, if you're a kid my age, you know, like you're used to like people take off all that. Like, that's just a thing. And um, honestly, like I said, there, there was, I took everything off of there besides one picture. So it wasn't, it had nothing to do with the Cardinals um, or anything like that. All right, go for it, Mike. Hit, hit it. I need, I need. What were they really thinking? Here's the thing. I'm the good cop. My agent's the bad cop. Okay? I'm an Arizona Cardinal. Of course I'm here. I'm here. I'm handing out checks. I'm here. I'm here. You're there. I'm here. I'm still here. I want to be an Arizona Cardinal. Guess what, though? (laughs) Whatever the bad cops talking to the Cardinals about, Deshaun Watson just got two hundred thirty million all guaranteed, and I don't have twenty two civil cases hanging over my head. That's why I'm smiling. <laughs> I can't say that to you. I don't know you. And you're asking me about my Instagram account, and my answer? I didn't have a plan for it when I was asked that question. Yeah, I just, I just, I just, it's what the kids do. I'm a kid. <laughs> That's what the kids do. Of course I was pissed at the Cardinals. I erased all the photographs in a fit of pique. You don't do that. But it's back. I'm back. I'm here smiling. I'm the good cop. But guess what? When I get my Benjamins, my Bidwell Benjamins, they better all be guaranteed fully. Mr. Bidwell, get ready for an escrow check. That's quite large because that's what the Haslam's did for Deshaun. And it's going to change the entire game of the entire way that people like me are signed. And I'm going to get mine. And I know it. That's why I'm smiling. That's what's up. (laughs) That's what's up. He can't say that, can he? he can't, no, he can't. He can't. Can't say that, can he? It's just the thing kids do. Kids are kids. I'm a kid. I'm a kid. We're all kids. 
Well, you don't just scrub your Instagram account of your everything that associates you with your organization. Come on, that's what kids do. Uh-huh. That's what he was really thinking. <laughs> Deion Sanders is coming up. Christian Kirk after him. Deshaun Watson's about to speak in Cleveland. Why would you touch that dial if you have one? Speaking of Dion, Jackson State's pro day went down. Oh. And Dion was counting heads. Dion was counting heads. Did you see this video on his Instagram account? I heard about it. Ah, uh, Coach Prime, you've got the floor. Good day and God bless. Yesterday was phenomenal. I mean, flat out phenomenal. All the kids that participated on pro day, hats off to you. God bless you. The people that came in support, the coaches from the SWAC schools and various schools that came there to stand for your kid. Hey, I love you. 24 teams. 24 teams came to witness our kids yesterday in its entirety. And I appreciate you. But there's 32 teams uh, in this Crayola box. Therefore... (laughs) The Dolphins, the Broncos, the Texans, the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Ravens, the Panthers, the Browns, the Vikings, and the Eagles. Where art thou? <laughs> Where art thou? You could have sent somebody, man. You you could have you could have shown up just a little bit, but I I, I guarantee you that you're gonna go to Mississippi State and Ole Miss. I guarantee you, you you're gonna show up there. I understand. I understand you saying they have more talent. I understand. Guess what? We coming. We coming. We coming. And when we arrive, you better be here. You better be here. Because our kids deserve it. You could have sent a scout. You could have sent somebody. That's all I'm saying. We won't forget. Uh, <laughs> Dang, that is awesome. Does he already have like something on the side for those people who didn't like? Is there going to be preferred seating for those who showed up at this pro day? The next VIP, pro day? Mike Del Tufo. Yeah. So you need to set oh, Prime up yes. with I the levels of VIP yes. for the pro day. I have a feeling Dion's already well versed on how to set up very important person <laughs> situations. Lanyard, Mike can help with the lanyards. That's true. Yeah, I can I can I can design. You can own. you know what? You can hurt with the laminating. You can help with the laminating. Yep, I'm good at that. You yeah. can pitch in with the laminating. Yep. yep. RES consulting. We just want a piece. Yeah. Because we're in from jump with we're Prime. We're out. We're out. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 